0: Hello and welcome to the Open Source System Podcast. Today we have a special episode talking about Firefox and Firefox's site isolation, Project Fission. Today we have a special guest who worked on Firefox uh, up until the end of uh, last year or beginning of this year. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Uh, Hi, my name is Annie any <laughs> yeah i worked on project Vision.
0: awesome and uh i guess you work on firefox in general how did you uh, like working on this uh kind of large open source project
1: before mozilla i haven't really worked on anything open source so when i first came to mozilla it was pretty great that i could just talk to anyone about my work and i didn't have to be bound by the nda and i could write in my blog post about my work so um that was pretty great.
0: Full disclaimer, I also worked at Mozilla on a Firefox project and uh, a lot of people ask me how do people contribute to Firefox? Do you know anything like anything special about Firefox and its open source model versus something like a GitHub project?
1: Yeah, well I think that we do have we do have some documentation on how to get started contributing to Firefox. Um I mostly know uh, of ways to contribute to the browser engine or the desktop Firefox because I think other projects, for example, Firefox for Android, I don't know if we have it in the same repository. But yeah, like I think the good st- first starting step would be to look up Um, how to contribute to Firefox. And there's lots of information like how to reach people who work on it because we do have a chat, um, a matrix instance where people talk in the open and you can ask questions or um, see how engineers talk uh, between each other about problems they are solving. Um, The guides also include information on how to uh, set up code, um, deal with the bug tracking uh, system that we have, which is Bugzilla.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I remember the, the what I liked about the uh, kind of the, the open source model that Firefox had in particular was that they would highlight new changes that were introduced by just like one time contributors or the first time contributors. It's, uh, it's a bit of a barrier of entry there for those who are used to maybe the GitHub way of just sending pull requests. So you have to take a bit more effort, but um, the payoff there is that you end up contributing to a very sort of a huge project that's been uh, that's used by so many people. So we talked about Firefox a bit, and uh, you worked on the Fission project, which is also called uh, the brand name is called uh, Site Isolation. Is there like a different name to it, or uh,
1: Site Isolation is a um, yeah the name of the be a very descriptive name of what we did
0: mm-hmm. and uh, fusion was like the internal code name what do you know anything about the code name where is that from
1: uh so if i remember correctly what my uh, former tech lead told me we used to previous project was electrolysis and fusion i think they i think they're both physics terms like um, you know there's fission and, and fusion so, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically just burn terms from
0: physics. So, for those who don't know, what, what is Fission? What was the point of this uh, like multi year effort for, for Firefox?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Project Fission or Site Isolation is this new um, Firefox's new security architecture. And I could talk about how the need for that. Came up. So in uh, I think 2018, uh, there were major vulnerabilities that came to light. Spectre and meltdown, and um, everyone throughout the industry rushed to fix it. It was fixed on uh, processors and uh, on. Applications like Firefox and um, Google Chrome, and in operating systems. Basically, with these vulnerabilities, um, the researchers showed that untrusted code can access and read memory anywhere within the process address space. Once we came up with the initial fixes in Firefox, it was clear that we need to uh, revamp the existing security architecture to make it robust for um, potential different variations of these attacks. Site isolation, in one sentence, puts different sites into their own pr- processes in Firefox. All
0: right, so, yeah, I guess when you talk about the, this sort of site data model, yeah, those that includes cookies, is it like local storage anything else the actual like tab I guess in the browser
1: don't quite know the cookie model how it works. I do know that loading a site loading a site now with fission um, with on different sites they will be loaded in their own processes
0: right and uh, what do you know about the fact that the, now the there's a process for a, there's a new process for each tab is that more constraining on the laptop resources or the computer computer resources i know it's a good sort of security idea and it, it makes sense to have like process by process by process uh, but uh what have you found out when working on this uh in terms of just creating all these processes and how they affect the, uh, the whole browser and maybe the whole computer
1: yeah so unfortunately there uh, there's a bigger overhead now with um having more content processes Uh, and it's something that, um, we, we know about, uh, it's something that like, um, our team, where I've worked, uh, we were aware about it. And I think that is some future work on improving, uh, the memory overhead for each content process so that the security features, um, aren't, uh, like I'm, Taking up so many resources.
0: Right. And I, and I think it makes sense that it is more important to be secure than uh, using maybe a few more megabytes of memory there and, and uh, do things with that. So uh, that's understandable. So you said the project uh, st- started in 2018. Now, I think it was, a, it was a continuation of the previous effort called electrolysis and so on. What was electrolysis all about, and uh, how did it help sort of? How would it help Fusion with its kind of uh, objectives?
1: Once upon a time, way before I uh, started working at Mozilla, Firefox used to just consist of a single process. So it used to be just a one process type of application. Um, And uh, so that means like the UI and the web content, everything was just loaded in one process. And then sometime later was electrolysis project. It was split up. So um, it, 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 the architecture, the way it worked, uh, we had a parent process. So that was a more privileged process because um, it can uh, it has the most uh, permissions. And then... For loading um, sites on the internet, we had about 10 processes, um, and each site would be um, be be loaded in a round-robin fashion among these 10 processes. And I think there were a few other um, separate processes maybe for um, uh, extensions or uh, file uh, openings. So that was no longer enough when we d- decided that we need to protect against future variations of Spectrum. So instead of having only 10 processes, we needed much
0: more. <laughs> so over the course of like you starting on Fusion when, uh, you know, when your first day on the project and maybe towards like shipping the project towards the end, how did your, thinking change? Were you kind of, are you like an expert now at managing multiple processes or is it more understandable to you now? Or is it still like, there's still very complicated concepts that you kind of still, you know, puzzled by, I would say, or um, do you still find it interesting?
1: When I started working on it, um, because the project was, um, I, I don't remember us having a lot of people on it at the beginning. So we didn't have a lot of documentation. So at the beginning, I, I obviously didn't think like I knew a lot of things, and uh, I was still often learning a lot more about our architecture, and um, sometimes, you know, you learn one thing, and then you don't really come back to it, and then it comes back sometime later, so it's like you have to relearn it. Uh, but I, I think towards the end, I surprised myself because I was realizing, oh, um, I have a problem, and... Not only do I know of a potential hack for how to fix it, but I also like have an opinion about what can be the best solution here. And I can come up with like two three solutions and argue between the effectiveness. So I found that I, I was surprised to see this progress now.
0: and uh, pleased. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so we talked about contributing to Firefox in the beginning of the episode. Have you, uh, w- were there any contributors for Fission? Did anybody show up and say, here, I got a patch for you or, or something to fix? Or was it more like kind of more internal?
1: Yeah, I think it was more internal, um, because, well, yeah, we, um, for people to, I think, show up, they ha- would have had to been following up with the project quite closely because I mean. We just had a lot of work and um, we I at least never marked my bugs as, you know, good first bug because that would require um, team members to mentor someone else. And we didn't really have the resources for that. So um, in the work that I was doing and I saw that people within my team were doing, and we didn't really have external contributors.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. I think for those who want to start contributing to uh, a large open source project, especially uh that is sort of sponsored and developed by a larger organization or a corporation, I think it makes sense to go in and read like the bug tracker and read the projects at hand. And uh there are some bugs that you can just fix one 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 like a one-off, like a like user interface issue, but it's good to uh uh, maybe ask somebody from the the core team to help you out and uh, see if there's some work they can assign you, like a good first block as you said, and so you can actually dive in into a larger project. And uh, yeah, like I, I I've had some like I heard some success stories when some people worked on Firefox Sync. Uh, there were contributors who would fix up some of the parts of Firefox Sync and they were actually like, I think they would add it to their resumes as well. So it's kind of a good opportunity to take it beyond of a simple, simple uh, code patch for a one-off issue.
1: And I want to add to that because um, yeah, it's, you know, before you jump into contribute, you should uh, ensure that, you know, this bug that you're looking into um, that, uh your team your help is needed because sometimes um some people might put a whole patch up, but maybe that's not the solution we wanna see, so it's good um to talk to somebody before jumping on something
0: yeah yeah good idea i, I guess vision uh th- there was a website called are we vision yet uh, it's still live and uh it's just a website that used to say no for several years now it says yes um Anything uh, memorables when you actually, like, when that's changed to, yes, and Fusion has shipped, uh, how did it feel after kind of shipping such a huge feature to the world? Uh,
1: I, I think it, it, to me personally, uh, maybe it didn't feel real that, you know, oh, we're finally shipping it and it's going, okay, and we don't have to, you know, um, we don't have any huge uh, realizations uh, or, you know, we don't have. Millions of people saying that their browser is not working or their files got deleted. So, um, yeah, it felt unreal. <laughs>
0: you mentioned uh, earlier that you, you that this is uh, this is kind of the, this was the last project you worked at Mozilla. Now, where where is Fission going from here? Now, is there like a new project with a brand new name that will use some of the lessons learned as some of the technology from Fission, or uh, yeah, like what are the next
1: steps here? Some of the next steps are um, bringing the site isolation architecture to Firefox on Android. So, because on Android, we still don't have Fission. Um, however, the problems uh, with porting Fission to Android would be that you don't have a lot of space on mobile. You can't have each site loaded in its own process because that would just be too much space. Uh, memory for um the users so there have to be more considerations and i think different uh options weighed in um something i was thinking and i don't know what um the people who are working on that project would do but one option could be you know making a list of all the bank sites and uh, making it so that if any time you load a bank site, it would be in its own process. Like there would be a separate process just for banks uh, because that would be protecting your uh, information or a separate processes for different government websites. And maybe it would be okay that all other sites are sharing processes, but not maybe the government sites.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's a good idea. Cool, yeah, I'm excited to see where, uh, especially once the Android version Get some of these improvements, I think that would be really useful now, besides Fusion, do you have any opinions on like where how the web browsers like Firefox and maybe other browsers uh, should improve or evolve in the nef- in the near future in terms of like feature set or any other security improvements that you've kind of learned over the course of uh, your work on Fusion?
1: Yeah, so I'll reply this from uh, my vantage point uh, <laughs> you know instead of maybe generalizing, but you know, yeah, I would like to see more um, privacy features, you know, maybe a way to um, have better ad blogging and, you know, more integrated with the, um, with the browser itself um, and uh, ha- have it be like a first-class citizen <laughs> in the browser. Um, and another thing that would be nice, I think, is helping... Those who have a lot of tabs open, helping them with information overload. Um, I don't know. Like, I would like to see creative solutions to that because I open hundred tabs and um, I sometimes I just declare bank uh, tab tab bankruptcy and close all of them. But I wish I didn't have to do that. And I personally don't use bookmarks anymore. Um, Like, I don't have time to (laughs) file each. Tab in a folder but yeah i would like to see solutions to that and uh, i think it, it's important that we keep browser vendors um keep working on the web browsers because i think with um with some companies uh preferring to create their own bank app let's say instead of um Spending more time on their site means that I'm now, uh, kind of limited, um, because within the web app, for example, I don't have, uh, sorry, within the, like, native mobile applications, I don't have a choice of, you know, uh, doing ad blocking or other things. For example, if I'm browsing Instagram or Twitter on the native app versus on the desktop. So, I think it would be great to keep uh, for browser vendors to continue keeping in touch with the web developers and making it continue, making it easier for them to <laughs> uh, work on web apps.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, one question I have for you, besides Firefox, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, like open source project, do you have any other favorites or any projects that you would like to work on that are open source?
1: Personally, I um, when I was trying to explore other open-source projects I could contribute, I had my eye on Krita. Um, that was the, I think, open-source kind of alternative to Photoshop, something interesting, just because I, uh, you know, I like to, I like Photoshop. Um, yeah, that was one that was on my radar.
0: Yeah, so Krita is uh, at krita.org, and they have uh, a very good page for those who want to get involved. So if you you don't like browsers or you don't want to contribute to Firefox, Krita is uh, another good idea. Uh, They do have a a other bit on their website besides downloading the actual application. There is a Get Involved tab, and they have ways people can get involved. Obviously, from the basics where you can just be a tester for the app. Or uh, if you are a developer who if you do C++ or you know Qt, uh, you can uh, look at some of the bugs and uh, uh, run it on your machine. And uh, they have uh, sort of a page for uh, proposing new features and also fixing some of the bugs that that exist uh, in the application today. Freedom is available for all operating systems. And uh, yeah, it's a free and open source painting program. It is made by artists and want to, uh, who want to see affordable art tools for everyone. So similar to Photoshop, where you don't want to pay for Photoshop and you want to have like a, a good tool, uh, yeah, check out uh, mm-hmm. check out that piece of software. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for talking to us about Firefox, Fission uh, and all the things uh, web browsers and more. Uh, Anything you want to mention
1: before uh, we go? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to plug in my own blog post. Uh, (laughs) Well, um, with the help of many other people, I wrote a blog post um, introducing uh, project vision slash site isolation. And there are diagrams too that are helpful. So if you're interested in learning more about project vision, you should read that blog post.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Annie. And uh, thanks for joining us for this special episode of the Open Source System Podcast. We'll be back next week with more open source projects from GitHub, GitLab, and all other places. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you.